This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. See you next Tuesday. Well, guys, thank you all for listening to this podcast. We love you all. We hope you learned something. And we ask you guys, guys, hit that subscribe button. Do it. Do it right now. That way you can listen to that Reload podcast anytime, anywhere. And as we always do, it's time for... Welcome and bienvenue to FWOD of this day, week, moment, month, year, decade, century, millennia. This FWOD this week goes just in line with the topic we've been talking about all evening. Mm. This FWOD of this week that I am going to throw at you. (laughs) This week. Is seer inverse, which is French for reverse seer. Very appropriate for this episode. So, Seer and Versailles. Matt, would you like to uh, do your little, <laughs> this, your little part? Is it one word or two words? It's two words. Two words. All right. So, this one, I want to know one to ten on both words. So, Seer and then in, in Versailles. <laughs> <laughs> How confident are you on the word Seer, Joel? All right. I'm going to go with go three on Seer and I'm going to go uh, <laughs> negative five on uh, in, in How do you say it? In Versailles? In Versailles. Seer in Versailles. In Versailles. All right. Let's hear it. Seer in Versailles. Seer in Versailles. Seer in Versailles. Uh, S-I-E-R for Sierra. <laughs> and then inverse is going to be E-N-V-E-R-S-E. Um, inverse. It's not Sierra. It's Seer. Seer. S-E-A-R. Seer. It's the same word. <laughs> it's, your, it's your accent. You I like said Seer. Seer. Inverse and inverse was I N V E R S E E. So you were actually a little oh. closer on that one. I think that, that might be the closest you've been yet. That was pretty damn I'm good. I'm like a real oh. French word. Hey, I've got. I thought you were gonna go ahead. I thought you were gonna have seer in the bag. So uh, I thought I was throwing you a bone there, but S E E R is that what it is? No, <laughs> <laughs> like steer. <laughs> what? I, I didn't. How do you spell seer? I didn't. I didn't hear that. S e a r seer. Like seer. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. I thought seer. That's why it was even it was, better when you still didn't get it. I thought. <laughs> I thought it was a French word, seer. Like, or like no. seer is seer. Well, so, well, some words in French and English are the same, and that's well, one of them. <laughs> didn't I? Didn't know that. I learned learn something new every day. And with that incredible wad thrown right in y'all's faces, Joel, I'm going to throw it over to you for your segment, Really Recommends. That's right, guys. It's time. That time, that segment you yearn for, the one you've been waiting for this entire time. We recommend things to you guys we think are cool and badass. And with that being said, let's roll straight into... Recommendations, recommendations from alone, yeah, baby. So, it's time. Guys, let's see how we're going to do this today. Let's go. Let's just do it. Uh, Jeremy, Stacy, me, and we'll round things out with Matt's music as always. So, best for first. Sounds good. <laughs> what you got, Jeremy? 
All right, guys, this week I have a, uh, a documentary to recommend on Netflix. This is brand new. Uh, my wife and I don't watch a lot of TV together because we have very different tastes. I'm very Doctor Who. She's very Bridgerton. Uh, Joel and Stacy know about that. Anyway, so I started watching this documentary the other night and she sits down and doesn't get up and we watch the entire thing together, talk about it the whole time. We've been talking about it the next day. Wow. Um, it is called Operation Varsity Blues, The College Admission Scandal. And this is oh, a documentary oh. on the college scandal from a couple years ago where all the celebrities were paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to get their kids into whatever school they wanted. Yeah, um, that one chick from uh, the sitcom with the jail. Uh, Lori Laughlin, um, Felicity Hoffman. Um, there's a bunch of big celebrities, a bunch of big financial gurus, different stuff like that. Anyway, so they have released so the uh, the main guy who was in charge of it the fixer who they paid all the money to who got their kids in the school his name is Rick Singer and so they have the FBI have been wiretapping him for years and so they they have released all of the transcripts for the wiretaps and they have an actor who looks very similar to him and so they had him act out all of these phone conversations so it's kind of like you're watching a film or something because wow. uh, there's actors portraying these uh, these roles and stuff and just uh, it's really really good very interesting look into uh uh, collegiate admissions and uh, and that whole scene there, uh, you know, who's really at fault here, the people paying the money or the uh, the colleges for, uh, you know, making it so difficult. And, that's uh, a, well, that's you an know. Inter- interesting debate. And who's at fault also? The colleges for saying, yeah, we'll take that money. Come on, you know. Yeah, because he, he, he talks about there being like three ways into college. Uh, the front door, which is you get in through, uh, you know, good grades and uh, luck. Um, there's the back door where you give like $50 million to Harvard and then, you know, you're pretty much guaranteed in. Or there's the side door where you just pay him a million dollars and he makes up like a fake like water polo uh, team <laughs> member and uh, gets you in, you know. Hey, so cowboy. Yeah, it's really interesting. There's a lot of crazy stuff that happened with it. Um, it was one of the biggest Rico busts ever because um, as soon as the FBI let Rick Singer know that, like, you know, hey, we got you, here are all the tapes, he was like, yep, I'll cooperate in whatever way you want. So he called up all of his old cu- clients, got them to admit over the phone that, like, they were involved with this. Oh. And so they indicted, like, 53 people at one time. It was insane. Um, oh. So much going on there. Uh, definitely worth the watch. Uh, very intriguing documentary. Wow. Wow. That sounds that was it. That sounds like one I want to sit down and watch, Jeremy. <laughs> no, seriously, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Stacey, yeah. what you got? All right. For today's Reload Recommends by moi, I'm recommending what I've been munching on. Blue Diamond Almonds. Sweet Thai Chili. Ooh, yeah. So I believe this is a new flavor or it's new to me. It says intense taste and it's incredible. Like, absolute crack. In a can. You were. She called me on the phone the other day. She goes, "You won't believe these almonds that I got." <laughs> I mean, that was the, that was the, the whole phone conversation. It was just call me at work to go. You won't believe about these almonds. They're so. You will not believe good. these nuts in my mouth. <laughs> yes, they're better than any nuts I've ever tasted. Oh, come on. All right. I'm gone. Yeah, that, that's a subpar, try em. subpar recommendation, Stacy. Well, I will say in that. No, I will like try the, those. In the nut aisle, they have so many different flavors, like wasabi, um, soy and wasabi. Um, I also got the salt and vinegar ones, and they're incredible, too. So I just, you know, a lot of, I've I've got some nuts one time that were like a jalapeno flavor, and they they weren't, they weren't Blue Diamond. It was another um, nut company, and it just was so lackluster on the flavor. Like, these legit have like so much The wasabi ones are legit. Yeah. Clear out your sinuses. They're, They're really good, so. Yeah, blue diamond in a little small can in the nut section. So you're welcome. 
That's right. Well, I've got uh, two recommendations this week. Uh, one's a little shorter than the other. Uh, the first one oh, is, said- you know, we all know turkey season is here. It's right here on top of us, guys. And uh, I have a little, uh, I went and got another one today because I know that me and the guys right here, we're going to end up going turkey hunting sometime this season. And um, I have this thing. It's called a Ameristep Throwdown Ground Blind. Now it's not one you crawl into, but so when you when you get in a regular normal style dome or you know ground blind that you get inside, it has it's called hub style. So it's got these little things you push out the walls, and it helps support it without the, having to use like tent poles or something. Well, what they did, they took that technology and they put it into a two pound, very small ground blind that you sit behind. But it, once it's all folded out, you pop. It's a kind of a running gun. I got to get up and go, but I still want some portable cover. I can pop this thing down in about less than a minute and roll it up and be move on to my next destination, which is something that's common in turkey hunting. I'm not going to break down a whole ground blind to go get a turkey that's hung up, doesn't want to come over to me. So I got two of these for when we go because it's only big enough for about two people to sit behind. So now we can you know, lay these things out. We can film, have two gunners going, ready to rock and roll. But it's... um. It's called the Ameristep. I got the mossy oak because it's got the green and the browns in there. It's a good camo pattern. But Ameristep, throw down, ground blind. You can get it today. Now, my second recommendation is um, if you don't want to waste four hours of your life, and by going with Jeremy's recommendation from last week, don't watch the new Zack Snyder's Justice <laughs> Did you try it? Bro, I got it. I, got, I did. I, sat, I watched it all in one lick. I sat Ooh, down this that's week, rough. Yeah, I sat down this week. And at six o'clock with my boys, they didn't make it, of course. And I ended about 10, 1030. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, there were some extra scenes in it that I thought were good, but I, I was disappointed that they went with all a bunch of the original scenes and footage. And I have more to talk about, but go ahead, Jeremy. Oh, he, they really didn't film like, uh, like new stuff. It was just a recut of the original footage. Well, it was recut, but it's all, it was also, um, it was a different ending. Yeah, but that was all stuff that they had previously filmed back then. And that, that they, they had the footage for. There might have been like one, maybe two scenes that were like new film stuff, but it was like little stuff, just that was like mostly CGI'd and stuff. It wasn't like they went out and shot like big swaths of the movie reshot. Like it was still the same exact plot and the plot still sucked, but it was a much better movie overall. So I think that's what disappointed me about the movie is I had expectations that it was going to be, I figured the plot would basically kind of be the same, but mm-hmm. I thought there would be, it would be, was written and shot differently. And then yeah. I'm seeing all these same scenes and the same snarky lines that I saw in the last one. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I can't get past Cyborg and mm-hmm. the Flash. Why is the Flash oh, really? like he's got to run like this? You know, what's these, these freaking noodle-ass <laughs> movements? I mean, put some freaking originality into your running, man. I mean, he looks like Gumby up there running, then Cyborg's got like... Cyborg has way too much swag. I mean, if he dipped his shoulder any lower, he'd be dragging the damn ground. I mean, oh, yeah, look at this right here. I'm here. I'm already dressed. Anyways, but... Well, you know, like, in the original one, like, Joss Whedon, and I forget the actor who plays Cyborg, but they had a big beef, and that's why Cyborg wasn't really in, like, the original cut. Ah. There was like some background thing. And that's why like this movie, there's like a lot more cyborg. Cause like they had to build that character up and stuff. Also my children enjoyed hearing, you know, croissant the world from cyborg's mouth. 
Yeah, I, for, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Um, and so uh, that's on me. That's on me. <laughs> Jace goes, oh, dad. I'm like, he's a bad man, son. Yeah, he's usually like, turn it off. If, if I'm listening to a mu- like music that has a bad word, Jace will be like, turn it off, mom. So anyway. I'm like, no, why? I, I don't totally regret watching the movie, but yeah, I was disappointed in, in some of that. Uh, Joel, I would recommend you go back and watch the original uh, Justice League movie, and then you'll be like, man, that Zack Snyder cut was so good. <laughs> I've seen them both. I've seen them both. No, no, go back and rewatch it, because it's oh. re- it, it, came out, it came out four years ago. It's really bad. I'll give him a standing ovation after I rewatch it. <laughs> good job, Zack. All right, Matt, bring us home, brother. <clears throat> All right, so this week for Matt's music, I have American alternative rock band Vertical Horizon. Ooh, there we go. That's right. Oh, right. We're continuing. Yeah, continuing the feel good spring songs uh, again this week. So, originally released in 1999, this is a song called Everything You Want. Yes. to welcome that to the playlist because that song never gets old. <laughs> I'm yep. going to start bringing a lighter down here to the podcast room so I can start like waving in the air like, while the, you're playing these songs. No, bring right your loof lighter. Jeremy, this is how they do it now, okay? Yeah, yeah you your loof lighter. Yes. <laughs> no, they, yeah, they don't use lighters in concerts anymore. You light up your cell phone screen and like, which is so dumb. I know, it's, yep. that's lame though. Yeah. I so it. I actually have a, I have my uh, a weekly fun fact about the, the song. I've been trying to do this lately. So uh, the band name Vertical Horizon is intended to be an oxymoron, which isn't something that I realized until I saw that, but it's vertical and horizontal. Yeah. So vertical Horizon. I thought oh. that was pretty uh, clever, kind of like Led Zeppelin or something like that. Look at that. So, there you wait, go. Wait, wait, what's, what's Led Zeppelin? If you build a Zeppelin out of lead. It doesn't. It doesn't it's a, doesn't, a lead balloon. It doesn't fly. Oh. A Zeppelin's a balloon. I didn't mm-hmm. know what a Zeppelin it, was. It floats with helium. Cool. It likes to catch on fire. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, that's it for, rec- for Reload Recommends. I want to pass it straight over to Jeremy right now for his rapid fire questions. All right, guys. Welcome to Rapid Fire Questions. Tonight, we are going to go in the order of... Matt, Joel, yeah. Stacy. All right, guys. Best for first? <laughs> Every time. Question mark. <laughs> Are Reload Rubs the greatest seasonings of all time? Matt. Yes, of course. Joel. Am I a good lay? A good filet? Lay. Like of meat? <laughs> no. Oh, do you, yeah. Stacy sends us pictures of you sleeping with like ice cream buckets on yourself like all the time. You're very good at laying around. Stacy. Would playing leapfrog with a unicorn be a bad idea? Almost as bad as playing it with a rhino. And our next question. Would you ever heartlessly abandon the immensely popular and insanely superior Sony Alpha line of cameras? Matt. No. Oh, good answer. The good answer. I was afraid you might say something else there. Joel. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I'm not uh, yeah, that would be ridiculous to like get a different camera. That'd be out. Right? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It, it wouldn't make any sense. It'd be like, why would you buy a whole nother that's line like, of cameras? It's like, like wiping your ass with a paper towel instead of toilet paper when it's sitting right there. 
Exactly. It makes it, it, like right there. It's not even like you're selling the toilet paper to use the toilet paper. No, no. To use the yeah. paper towel, you, you're just like using. You just it for enjoy no reason. scratchy shit on your ass. Exactly, Stacy. Um. So what happened? Who bought another camera, Matt? What? Uh, I never said anybody cover, fun. Let's get to that and catch up. We'll see that. Okay. All right. Well, no, we we actually made the switch to Sony, so we're here now. And my husband just came to me in the middle of the night and woke me up and said, "Don't get me anything for my birthday because I just spent a ridiculous amount of money on some camera equipment." So we are Sony now. Yeah, we're Sony for life. For life. SFL. What is the opposite of Microsoft Office, Matt? Uh. Whatever Google's office is called, Google Suite. Google Docs. Google Docs. Google Docs. Yeah. Okay. Joel? WordPad. WordPad. Stacy? Paint Shop. Paint Shop. Okay. Uh, the answer I had was Macro Hard on Fire. What the hell? <laughs> Microsoft Off Ice. Oh, oh, off oh my gosh. My eyes rolled uh, any harder. <laughs> be in, looking at the wall behind me. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can I take a rabbit hole on this? Sure. I'm taking a rabbit hole. All right. (laughs) I'm doing a rabbit hole. All right. My stupid dad joke of all things. (laughs) Matt, Jeremy, if I said to you, hey, will you stop and pick up some dog toys and a dog bed, where would you go? PetSmart. (gasps) Uh, PetSmart or whatever. All right. So say it again slowly. PetSmart or whatever. So separate the words no that's smart is it is that what you say yeah what is it i say pet smart and what do you say matt pets mart the s goes with pets no the s goes with on the other part because it's (laughs) smart to go there (laughs) so is it pet smart or is it pets mart would you say wall smart Yes, because you're smart to shop there. Okay, I'm curious. I have to. I have to Google this now. I'm like really curious. Yeah. It is Pet Smart. It's Pet Smart now. It started out as Pet Smart, and everybody just kind of it, what like she, adopted we, the. It's this Pet is smart. We were laying in bed, and she's like, again. "Did you know this?" Well, like, there's a PetSmart next to the Kroger we go to, so I see it all the time. And, like, in my my head, I see the S capitalized. PetSmart, not PetSmart. Or, originally, it was PetSmart yeah. back in the day. And then oh. everyone kept calling it PetSmart, so they were like, screw it. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, it just, adopt, just adopt it. Yeah. They bowed down to the social pressures. Yep. All right, like back to you, else. Jeremy. True or false? All national anthems are actually country songs. Matt. I can't argue with that logic. <laughs> True. Joel. Hey, man. Hell yeah. Hey, man. Stacy. Gotta love the Star Spangled Banner, the best country <laughs> music I've ever heard. That's the best. <laughs> That's so good. That country twang. <laughs> if you could be neighbors with one person you follow on Instagram purely for food eating, per- eating reasons, oh. who would it be? No repeats. Matt. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say our guy Brad Prose just because there's such a mm. a diverse selection of what he's cooking. He he doesn't pigeonhole any one cuisine. It's always something oh. new and innovative. Very good, Joel. Hands down, Will hooked on barbecue all day. The seafood, so, all the seafood that he makes, mm-hmm. right up my alley. 
I mean, every, everything he makes is banging, but dude, he gets them. Yeah, oh, that's a good answer. Let's go. That's a good answer. Seeing uh, one of his reels earlier is actually what inspired this question. He's oh, like really? dumping a mound of, uh, of lobster into like a mountain of butter, and it was just like, I wish I could walk over there and grab one. I stole Stacy's answer. Stacy? Well, both of you had answers that I was going to say, but um, going with somebody else, I would say Derek over the fire cooking. He cooks a lot of unique um, dishes and a lot of food food porn type stuff that is just right up my alley. So I would say Derek. Them nachos the other day. Oh, I know. He he made these um, pulled pork uh, quesadillas with the avocado crema or some kind of avocado sour cream. And it, yeah. For, yeah, I would I would ask for him to be my neighbor. Table. <laughs> would you be my neighbor? Yeah. Hey, Table. Name that movie. Yeah. First one I was the answer. Shout it out. Man ends world hunger with his rock collection. Oh. Uh-oh. You might have a there, stump here. There are people at home screaming this answer right now. Rock collection. Man man ends world, man ends world hunger with his rock collection. Son of a biscuit. <laughs> Do you want me to give you guys like a Matt yeah, style hint? Yeah. Yes. It recently became the second highest grossing movie of all time. What? Recently? recently became oh this is uh, avengers yes it was knocked down from first to second because they re-released avatar and uh, uh got more money i was yep, yep. Uh, i was never meant to get that correct that's yeah, because he snaps his <laughs> damn fingers with his rocks on his fist and yeah. kills it okay there he goes ends world hunger <laughs> that was hard jerry that was a that good was one. A tough one honestly i thought that was like way too easy and like i held off on it for a while um but yeah surprisingly difficult no marvel fans here huh huh dc why do people say age is just a number when it's clearly a word matt i have again logic is sound i can't argue with that i don't know (laughs) joel Uh, um uh uh mm, because 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 stacy uh, I mean, touche. That's correct. It's very literal thinking, but I'm with you on that. Steak or brisket, Matt? Brisket. Joel? Mm. Steak. More steak. Stacy? That is so tough. Um, mm-hmm. Longevity-wise, I'd say steak. Yeah, that's where I, that's where I was going with it. Because I, I love me Once in brisket, a blue moon, brisket. But I'm yeah. not going to eat brisket like I eat steak all the time. Like if it's like one, no. one is gone Rich. forever, then I would pick steak. Yeah. If time is money, does that mean an ATM is a time machine? Matt. I don't think so. Not on this one. Absolutely. No? Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, Joel. Because you know what it does? It propels you richer into the future. Stacy? I'd have never heard that time was money. Speaking of the mic, woman. Oh, because, um, oh, because time is valuable. What? It's not a time machine, no. Stacy had. Oh. Stacy smoked a joint before the podcast. <laughs> she <laughs> so did relaxed. not. Uh, because time is money. <laughs> no, I drank mon- a. I drank a wild basin. I didn't do illegal money's, paraphernalia. Money's valuable, guys. Whoa. Time is money. <laughs> <laughs> well, the basis basis for that question was ATM 
a time machine. Oh my gosh. Oh, and that brings us to the end of Rapid Fire Questions. Now we're going to run to a break and we'll be back and see you guys in just a few minutes. What's up, y'all? When it comes to meat, the TRP crew chooses only the best. Haltman Family Meats. At HaltmanFamilyMeats.com, they bring you the true butcher shop experience. Fresh meat, never frozen, and shipped straight to your door. Your order comes to you neatly packaged in butcher paper, trimmed, and ready to cook, guys. You no longer have to worry about cleaning up your cuts for you and your guests. Simply unwrap, cook, and serve. They have the best prime Angus fillets, dry-aged ribeyes, hand-pressed burgers stuffed with cheddar cheese, and smoked bacon, y'all. But let's not forget, you got to add a few packages of their skirt steak for the best steak tacos you'll ever sink your teeth into. So right now, go to HaltemanFamilyMeats.com and use code TRP21, and you'll save 15% off the butcher shop experience that will change your life. Haltman. FamilyMeats.com. All right, guys, so we are back from the break. We have our first guest of the show here with us now. It is Maisie, better known as Barbecue by Maisie. Girl, how you doing? Great. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Do you know what beef is? (laughs) Do you you know what beef is? is? Do you? Beef is when you need two gats to go to sleep. <laughs> Beef is when your mom ain't safe up in the street. <laughs> of course I know what beef is. Uh, I have a different interpretation for beef, but that is exactly right. Uh, Hell yeah. It's also delicious. That's right. So Maisie, we brought you on um, for several different reasons today, but I want to, you know, when I was scrolling through the rabbit holes of Instagram one day I was going through there and then I saw this person barbecuing in a dinosaur outfit and I just uh I had to click on it at first I'm thinking who's this crazy asshole but then, <laughs> but then, but then as I got into well, the yeah. go ahead sounds like a psychopath so you might as well uh, move on <laughs> no but, yeah I do like <laughs> I like to pull out the costume every once in a while. Unfortunately, my family is completely unfazed by it now, so I'm not sure if that's good or bad. But <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, the more that I got into your page, the more I laughed, the more awesome content that I, that I found. Great recipes, great videos. Um, you're a guilty pleasure definitely here in the Reload household. Good. That's, that's the goal. Which is another reason we wanted, why we wanted to bring you on is Stacy was telling us about um, a little uh, candy connoisseur action that you uh, have acquired. I do have a very deep, passionate love for candy, especially holiday candy. Um, I go off on it every other day about it on my stories. So yes, I I am your person. I mean, did you think it was going to, like you started out just posting some Easter candy stuff that you picked up at the grocery store. And then it became like, I was actually going out to the store (laughs) searching for the Tootsie Rolls that are covered with candy I was searching for the Reese's foil covered eggs because I had never had those before. And you influenced oh me to buy them. And I know you did a number of others as well. Like, how does that even Yeah, happen? I mean, I mean, I just, that's just, I'm just posting my life, which it involves a lot of candy. And now I've got people tagging me in all sorts of candy. Nobody can find the, the Tootsie Roll eggs, apparently. I've got people wanting me to ship them to them. So yeah, I've <laughs> kind of turned into this weird random candy influencer. Willy Wonka. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Maisie, how much do you charge for a dime bag of uh, Tootsie Rolls? Uh, <laughs> just, just asking for a friend. Uh, the, the price is hefty. 
Okay, okay. I, I probably can't afford it. Now, now, now what, are these, the, what are these Tootsie Roll eggs? Oh, my goodness. Okay. You got Tootsie Roll in the middle. And on the outer, on the outside is like, it's like a candy coating. It's not super hard. It's soft. There's no chocolate in it, so it's not quite like an M&M. But it is like the perfect mix of like candy shell, soft Tootsie Roll, individually wrapped, Easter colors, the whole nine. It, they're so good. Maisie, it has always been my candy fantasy that the Tootsie Roll sucker people would make oh, yeah. the, the miniature Tootsie Roll suckers <laughs> with no freaking sticks. Is this, what, is, this, is this pretty close to that? <laughs> it's pretty dang close. Yeah, that's what we're talking. Well, I need them. Well, yeah, me- I know. I, I, I mean, look. You you send me a little money, I send you a little Tootsie Roll egg. There you go. It's just a little little dealer action going on. <laughs> like, scratch my back, I scratch yours. I know, I'm, a per- yeah. I'm like a texture person, so like having a little bit of crunchiness oh. with the soft is is perfect. But what gets me is that they're individually wrapped. Like to me, I would just oh, take a handful yeah. and just start eating them. So well, that- it slows you down a little bit. It's it's all part of the process. <laughs> it's like a speed bump. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever had like those those unwrapped starbursts? They're like the little ones, and it's a whole bag of unwrapped starbursts. You oh, can just grab yeah. a handful and shove them in your mouth. It's it's really bad. You need a little wrapper they're to slow the you same, down. They're not the same though. No, yeah. they're not the same. No, they're not. They don't, they no, don't those, get- those are icky. I don't no. like them. Yeah, no. yeah, because you can shovel them in with like a like a spoon. Like That's what I have to horrible. do. I put them in a yeah. bowl and don't even I don't pour milk or anything. I put them in a bowl and just go to town. Never looks bad. Would, do so do you normally? Really pour yeah. milk over your Starburst? Sometimes. <laughs> okay, just making sure. You know, All right, that's so before we get into the main topic of the night, um, I've got a little bit of Easter candy rapid fire for all of you guys. So um, I feel like Jeremy right now with the rapid fire questions. Let's go with, um, let's start with Maisie, and then we're going to go Jeremy, Matt, and Joel. So, first one. Reese's foil-wrapped eggs or the Reese's holiday shapes? Because we all know the peanut butter to chocolate oh. ratio is very different on both of those. I'm Amazing. going foil. Foil. Easy. All right, Jeremy. I have no preference. Oh, okay. Four. Matt. I'm a, I'm a holiday shapes guy. I like more peanut butter and less chocolate. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, me too. I'm going to go with Maisie. I'm doing the foil-wrapped eggs. Yep. Yeah, That's I can the tell. That's answer. I, I fell asleep last night, and then when I went to the other his nightstand, and there was a big giant pile of opened foil wrappers. Would you kiss my ass? About that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. My personal favorite: marshmallow egg versus Snickers egg. Maisie. Snickers. Oh. Easy. Jeremy. Marshmallow. Okay. Matt. I've never had either one. I don't know. I can't oh, pick. No. Yeah, I'm with yeah. Matt. I've never had either one. You've either. never had a Snickers egg. What? No, I haven't. But if I was going to choose one, I would choose a damn Snickers egg. Because I have okay. chocolate oh. marshmallow products. So I've never had it before either. Either one of those. But I don't like Snickers. So I just picked the other one. <laughs> what on earth? Would you say... When you say marshmallow egg, I imagine like the texture of a peep, and peeps are no. terrible. No, we'll get there. Uh, you, you can smash some peeps if you're in the right mood. No, marshmallow egg, I'm talking like the Russell Stover's or the Hershey's or the chocolate-covered uh, marshmallow. Nah, they're amazing. So, so it's, like a, it's like a s'more? All right, here's the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. This is my favorite Easter candy of all time. Okay. And it is one of the options here. Sweet tart bunnies and ducks. Mm. Or jelly beans. Maisie. Bunnies and ducks. Yes. Easy. Jeremy. 
They're like big uh, sweet tarts. I don't even know that I know what these are, but I like sweet bar- sweet tarts, and I don't like uh, jelly beans. So, all right, we got to get him some of those. All right, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I've never had the sweet tart things either, but I do love jelly beans, so I'm gonna go jelly beans. Yeah, I'm me and Matt. We're kindred spirits, okay? I'm going with the jelly beans as well. I don't like those chalky, those chalky, hard-ass sweet tarts. I want to get a handful mm. of jelly beans, every flavor, in one bite. Now, are we talking like Jelly Belly jelly beans, or are we talking like just the generic Easter? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The okay. clear color, the white. I don't them. like those big, fat, giant jelly beans that people use to decorate their Easter baskets with. Yeah, they're meaty. Those are, yeah, they're gross. Yeah, those are gross. Give me some Jelly Bellies, <laughs> and I'm going to have me a you know, Neapolitan of flavors in the mouth. You, you have to pick out the buttered popcorn first. Everything else is good. That one's got to come out first. I think, that, I think that that's true. Spencer's favorite. I like it by itself, but it doesn't go good with my strawberry kiwi and watermelon strawberries. <laughs> Alright, right, next right. one. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Peeps. Maisie. They gotta be stale. Thumbs up. Alright. Jeremy. Thumbs up. Oh! Interesting. Yeah. Matt. Oh, two thumbs down. Peeps are the worst. <laughs> Angel. Again, I'm rolling with the fart. No with the peeps. No marshmallow products. <laughs> All right, nerds rope or nerds clusters? Uh, no question clusters. All right, now Jeremy just got a handful of them today. Try it on the air and let me know. Here we nerds go. clusters or nerds rope? Oh, beautiful sound. ASMR. Um, I'm a big fan of Nerds, so this is pretty damn good. And I don't know the last time I had a Nerds rope, so I'm going to say Clusters. Boom. Matt. Uh, I did not get Nerds Clusters today, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> you want me to pass one through the, through the microphone? Here you go. Yeah. Here, Matt. Oh, oh, you're right. Mm. That is delicious. <laughs> Joel. <What? no. laughs> Which one? Hang on. You finish your I was going to say, I like the idea of Nerds Clusters. I think that it would be way more convenient to grab those by the handful. So if I was going to pick one of the two, that's what I'd get. Then to gnaw on 18 inches of rope. Yeah. <laughs> well, on a Saturday night, I'm feeling a little frisky. I give it 18 inches of rope. Okay, yeah, go for it. I don't have that. I'll leave it to baseball player. All right. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to answer for you, Mr. Farr. Uh, I think... Because we are so have those kindred taste buds, that the yep. clusters is where it's at. I've had both. The clusters are a game changer, hands down. Get you some daggum nerd clusters. All right, um, whoppers versus or like the Robin's eggs whoppers versus Tootsie eggs. Maisie. Oh my gosh, this is a tough one. Which Wasn't expecting this. Tootsie um, eggs. The ones we just talked about. Joel's like, Tootsie oh, eggs, what are those? Yeah. I haven't had them. Yeah, I've had them. Like, <laughs> your toes? Yeah, I've all eggs on that one. All right, Jeremy. I don't like Whoppers or Tootsie Rolls, so... What? I say no to both of those. What? I'm very selective with you my candy. I don't. Me. I know, right? Like, like I don't like caramel stuff, and I don't like like malted stuff. <sighs> so, like, neither of those like really like stand out to me. Okay, neither one, Matt. Uh, I love Whoppers. I got to go with the Whoppers eggs. So I got burnt out as a kid on Whoppers because on hunting trips, that's all my dad, old Mr. Boudreaux, would bring <laughs> was Whoppers and um, Tootsie Rolls. So no to the Whoppers and the the candy shell, what are they, Tootsie Eggs? Yeah. They sound so damn good. I'm just going to go with Tootsie Eggs. All right. And last one, the most important question of the night. Yes or no? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Cadbury eggs. 
Cadbury cream eggs? No, thumbs down. <gasps> Jeremy. I'm sorry. Well, I'm going to follow up her shocker of a response with another shocker, um, another candy I have not had. Oh my, oh, God. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. We got to change. I would have given Those you some nice. today. I don't like, I'm just not super into candy. I oh, don't know. you're going to be. All right, Mr. Matt Farr. Uh, thumbs up. And you got to pop the whole thing at once when you oh. eat it. Wow, I've never tried that. I usually do a ha- half, half at a time. I am a huge fan of the Cadbury cream eggs. Huge fan. And I love the commercial where the lion's pretending to be a rabbit. All right, so that is the end of my rapid fire Easter candy. But let's talk. Maisie, you did something so unique the other day, and it had mixed responses online. To be honest, I read read some of the comments, and I was rolling because everybody just, they took it so seriously. And it was an experiment yeah. that you did. So Maisie took a steak and she did a nerd crusted steak. So if you will tell us about that. Well, I um, wasn't expecting people to take me so serious. Um, the sarcasm fell deaf a little bit, but <laughs> we, uh, we got some nerds, coarse ground nerds. And we, uh, we seasoned each side liberally with nerds and they got, it got a little smoke bath mm. and the post rubbed a few people the wrong way. Let's just say that. It weeds out the, the wrong ones from the group. Well, I was going to say, so I, I posted a video of me tasting it. And you can, like, see in my facial expressions, it honestly, the, the, st- the nerds melted down and kind of caramelized. And you could seriously taste that nerds flavor. It was insane. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to do this ever again, but you could, like, if you like candy, it was not terrible. Really? Yeah. With the I mean, beef like, flavor and everything? I didn't sit there and just eat the whole steak. Okay. <laughs> Not going to lie. But it was like, like it, it didn't taste like just disgusting. You could really taste that, that fruity flavor of the nerds. And yeah, some people were pissed off that I, I ruined a nice piece of beef. Now, Maisie, if you really, really want to piss people off, next you should get like a really nice piece of like Japanese A5 Wagyu <laughs> and put some nerds on it and cook it up. That would just be <laughs> yeah, just the best thing well, ever. Uh, that'd probably be my favorite post on all of Instagram if you did that. <laughs> oh, don't tempt me because they pushed me. I've got some other ideas that I'm going, I'm going to do it. I've been requested to use Pop Rocks. I'm going to do it. And can, so can, you imagine, these, uh, can you imagine chewing on a steak and having that... Oh, I don't know. It's going to be my reality, so I'll let you know how it goes. Maisie, Maisie, when you do the pop rock thing, you have to salt bay it at the end, so you actually get okay. the, the oh, pop. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Do okay. it season, yep. season with because it might rocks. lose the pop when you cook it. Well, season with pop rocks, cook it that yeah. damn thing. But then when you're done, finish the steak with more pop mm-hmm. rocks. Okay. So, some finishing I, I pop you. rocks. Yes, finishing. Rocks. You could cover <laughs> the steak with peanut rocks. butter and then top it with strawberry oh. pop rocks. Oh, oh, you could do a pop rocks that- compound butter. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Awesome. I like how we have that all these ideas happen. and we're like, Maisie, you can do this. Jeremy, you yeah. can. Yeah. Maybe you eat it. Yeah, Jeremy's face, like he's just a uh, face that look of disgust, like no, no I'm I'm full I'm fully into this. This is like level one hundred trollery. Like I am one hundred percent on board for this. 
Well, see, it's fun. It's fun to troll the trolls. They don't know they're being trolled. That's right. That's right. Well, Maisie, so we love your ingenuity. We love your outside of the box thinking. And that's another reason why we brought you on the podcast was to get into the meat of what we want to talk about, which is reverse sear. Um, It's something Mm -hmm. that you've done and have talked about a lot on your page. And it's something that I'm sure all of us at one point in time in our cooking journeys have been intimidated by the word reverse sear. You know, heck, spatchcock was a very intimidating uh, uh, word for me whenever uh, I was, you know, on my cooking journey. So tell me, like, when you are wanting to reverse sear something, when you're getting ready to cook a big old steak, like, what's Mm -hmm. what's your preferred method of doing so? Yeah, so I was like you when I first started learning to grill. Reverse sear was something I avoided because I honestly didn't understand it. Um, So now I do it. That's how I cook my steaks all the time. I actually just did it tonight. Um, I like to dry brine my steaks. And I don't know if you guys are into dry brining, but that's another method that I kind of avoided because I thought it was a big, complicated process. Um, And it's not. You just, I just get some coarse kosher salt. I put my steak on a tray so it's got some good air circulation. And I salt each side of the steak. And I just apply like as much as I normally would season my steak with. And then I pop it in the fridge and I just let it sit there. You can do it a day in advance, three days in advance, but you really want to give that, that salt some time to really tenderize your steak. Kind of dries the meat out so you're going to have a good crust. And then when it comes time to reverse sear, I smoke it at about 250 um, until my my internal temp is about 125, and then I just sear it off to get that good crust. It's super easy. See, that's and this is something I don't know about the rest of the crew here, but that's uh, the dry brine is something that I personally. Um, have never done. Now, I know that we... No, we actually did it the other night when our friends came over for St. Patrick's Day. You did the brine? I did the dry brine. See, I did. I, I've never oh, done it. But I did I've, it. I've yep. done the, the, salt, the salt rest before where you put a heavy crust and not to be confused between the two because the salt rest right. and the dry brine are different things in all together. They have different purposes, Right. And I'm going to tell you right now, yeah. so we we had some friends over. I think we cooked up like six Hultman Family Meats filets. Um, and the reason I dry brined it is because I saw it on your stories. So uh, I yeah, did that. Yeah, and it's so mm. easy. Yeah, it's, there's just, it, if you can just think about it in advance, I really think it makes a big difference. But the, I think the crust it gives it, drying out that meat is what gives it a good crust. And I, I think it helps a ton. Well, what did our friends say? They said it was the best steaks they had ever had in their entire oh. life. Wow. That's awesome. I think it was because, I mean, it had nothing to do with the quality meats or the dry brine. It was (laughs) solely because of the the reload (laughs) magnum on it. Yeah, or the amazing seasoning. (laughs) It was all you. All right, so so you like to do a dry brine, and from there, what's your preferred method of reverse searing? So I have a pellet grill. Um, So I set it straight to 250. I used to go 225, but I found 250 is kind of like my sweet spot. Um, and I just smoke them. It usually takes, depending on the thickness of meat, 45 minutes ish. And I will just expose myself here. I don't like just a super rare steak. So I take my internal temperature to about 125. And then I sear over the flame on the pit boss till it's about 135, 140. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then you got to let it rest. My husband gets a little irritated. He wants to rush to that rest period, but I got to let it rest. (laughs) And honestly, honestly, the reverse sear method, I think 
it really gives you a consistent cook each time. You're not really having to guess because it's cooking pretty evenly. Yeah. And you've just got more more control over it, I think. So, I don't know. It's just been my go-to method now, now that I've figured it out. And it's not complicated at all. And you can, the cool thing is, like, I have a lot of people that follow me that don't do barbecue anything. And, and you can do this in your oven, you know, and, and sear it in cast iron. You don't need a smoker. You're absolutely right. Because mm-hmm. basically, you know, the... All you're doing is you're slowly, like you said, bringing that temperature up into the steak to your mm-hmm. preferred doneness, and then yep. then you're just you're slapping it in a hard sear, you know, a high high heat in order to mm-hmm. you know lock in those juices into the meat. And right. when you're talking about resting the steak, that is crucial because all of those juices inside that meat are redistributing to where you know all those little crevices and muscle groups and all that jazz inside there going back to where they need to go so you have a nice yeah. soft tasty texture to your meat as well as yeah. that nice crunch yep. on the outside and and if you've dry brined it your crust is going to be out of this world well, maybe that's why my steaks were so damn good <laughs> the other night. They're always good, though. I mean, they're I'm not going to lie. They're, they're, they but are the, good. They were next level. But they that, were like but juicy. That, that and crust was money. I, I really think they were tender because sometimes if you, I really think the difference in the dry brine was, you know, sometimes when you get that nice sear, that nice crust on the outside, it might make for a little bit more dense steak, but this was butter. I mean, so soft and pliable mm-hmm. and delicious and juicy. Boom. Now, Maisie, speaking of cooking up these perfect steaks, uh, you've, of course, tried all five of the Reload Rubs. Uh, Which one is your favorite out of all of them? (laughs) Okay, well, now you're calling me out here. (laughs) But no, I so I just got done eating um, steak with the snake, a steak with the magnum on it. That was so good. Yeah. I'm not just saying that because you're you're talking to me. It was really good. And my husband was like, what's on this? And I was like, that's that new rub I got. So yeah, super good on steak. And then I can tell what's, what's the spicy one? Pack and heat. Pack and heat. Yeah. I can't wait to get that on some wings. Oh yeah. We, we, we did a wing competition where we do six parts, um, double action, the sweet and smoky one to one part, uh, pack and heat. And that's the mixture we use. That's our, our award winning combo there. Yeah, so okay, pack and heat alone is pretty intense. We definitely um, developed that flavor profile for the spicy lovers, ones that really want to sweat. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we have found if you're going to cook up 30 wings, do six tablespoons of double action to a tablespoon of pack and heat, mix it up in a gallon bag, toss your wings Ooh, around. okay. And that's the perfect, like, smoky sweet with spicy element that we personally love. And then, of course, we like to use pack and heat as an enhancer, so just kind of sprinkle it over your food that might be already seasoned with any of the other blends. Oh, yeah. throw Or throw, on top of your wings, pizza. Throw Yeah, throw chili flakes out the window. Just if you want to spice up your pizza, just use pack and heat. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. So. Yeah, I'm going to do that on those wings. That sounds really good. You won't regret it. Well, Maisie, listen, uh, thank you so much for coming on here. Uh, You are a pleasure to talk to. Funny as hell. Your page is amazing. Tell everybody right now where they can, uh, where they can find you and check out all your, all your good, good. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for having me. Um, You can find me on Instagram at barbecue by Maisie, YouTube at barbecue by Maisie. And then of course, only fans barbecue by Maisie. <laughs> well, as That's Joel likes to call it. Butts and stuff. Joel likes to call it fans only. There's no idea. Yeah, <laughs> he, he tries to be funny in situations and he's like, yeah, my fans only account. And I'm like, yeah, you missed the mark, buddy. Yeah. That's, nice try. Uh, <laughs> smart age. Age is showing there. So, All right, Maisie, well, girl, you be blessed and we'll talk to you soon. All right. You guys have a good night. See Bye, ya. Maisie. See ya. Bye.
So she's her page is so much more than nerd steaks and candy. And of course, like that was our favorite thing to touch on right now. But honestly, she influenced me to um, dry brine my steaks. I encourage everybody to go out and follow her page because it really, she is a great, great cook. And even if you're not I, into cooking, just the, just the funniness. Oh, her story. She's hilarious. After seeing her uh, her dinosaur cook thing earlier today, I uh, I went on Amazon and found like um, unicorn um, <laughs> costumes like that, and I sent them to like my family group chat. And I was like, whenever you come visit, you have to wear this this when you come in the door to like to see our kids. So <laughs> that's amazing. That's know. what I'm saying. So it's more than a barbecue page. <laughs> like you can go and yeah. have like laughs, and it puts you in a good mood. It makes me smile all the time just watching her page. So. Do you even know what beef is? Do you know what beef is? (laughs) We say that just randomly in the house now. All right, guys. Let's take a break. And on the other side, we're going to get into a bunch more topics and our other guests that you're not going to want to miss. Stay tuned. We'll see you on the other side. I don't know about you, but as a bourbon lover, I get sick and tired of my high-quality spirits being tainted by plastic or metal flasks when I'm on the go or in the outdoors. Not to mention having them spring a leak in my pack or back pocket. Well, guys, I had enough, and it's time you do the same by jumping on board with the TRP crew and get proper. Rag proper. These modern flasks are a perfect vessel for all your favorite spirits. Each flask is built of thick, break-resistant glass, then wrapped in a high-end silicone or dark brown leather for that perfect high-end feel and look that a proper person such as yourself deserves. Your spirits deserve more, and so do you. So do the right thing and head to ragproper.com so you can get your hands on the highest quality, best-looking, best-feeling, best-pouring, best-look-how-proper-I-am flask on the market. Use code TRP21 and save to get you and your spirits what they deserve. Rag proper. guys so we are back from the break and we are going to get into our second guest of the evening this guy is the man he has got a fantastic page full of love and barbecue baby i got on the air right now paul from big paul on the grill what's up brother what's happening guys thank you so much for having me on man huge fan of the show yeah awesome man we we, we love having you on here um we'll go ahead and introduce you to jeremy the kitchen white law and what's up man our pit master what's going on jeremy our pit master and producer mr matt far hey paul thanks hey, for coming matt. on oh my pleasure thank you guys for having me and of course you know miss Stacey. yeah we've been talking i've i've yeah we've been texting i accidentally texted him instead of natalie when we were having our bourbon night and yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very familiar. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was funny shit. I, I just hope you're able to hang all night, Stace. Listen, Paul, I was the one that stayed up, and everybody else were like, we're ready for bed, and I was going strong. So you gave me good vibes that day. <laughs> she, there you was, go. she was going real strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stacey, you were sad. telling us how you couldn't ride your uh, you couldn't ride your Peloton because you went so strong. Oh, yeah. I was two <laughs> cigars deep, many pours deep, and uh, we had charcuterie and that Haltman uh, Prime Tomahawk. I mean, I was in absolute freaking bliss. So thank you for the good vibes, Paul. I was able to hang and I'm very proud of it. Well, speak. Oh, sounds like an epic night. It was. It was a it was a great night. Uh only thing that would have made it better is having you and these guys here with us. But Paul, you're you we everybody knows that TRP crew loves bourbon. And uh I've seen you, you know, have a few pours yourself, brother. What's one of your favorite everyday go to bourbons you like to drink? 
Oh man, go, go to, see, that's the problem. I, I feel like I go and I find, I, it's, it's like a, a hunt and seek thing for me, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody else, you go out and you try to find these fancy bottles. And, you know, I, I'd love to say, uh, you know, my everyday sipper is like the, the Buffalo trace, which, which I did pour tonight, yeah. but yeah, it's like whatever my everyday sipper is whatever I happen to have found in that past week, which, you know, in the, over the past couple of weeks has been the, the new riff single barrel, which I've tapped into a few oh, so times. Good. Cool. The old Forester 1920, which you yeah. know, is just mm-hmm. one of my top ten now at this point, has been fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's just I, I try to. I feel like Wednesdays it's got to be a whiskey Wednesday pour. Friday we've got an end of the week pour. Sunday I've got to tip off the end of the weekend pour. So it's it's whatever I happen <laughs> wait, to find wait, wait that last week. There's days for pours. I thought, every, I thought every day was a poor Specific day. Specific ones. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, Jeremy it's all used about to, the hashtag. He <laughs> used to talk about how there's like your everyday pour, then there's your Friday night pour, and then there's got special guests coming over, you want to impress pour, and then there's the special occasion, like, you know, uh, the really, really Yeah, it's like your your five you only need five bottles or whatever. We did we we did that a while back. Yeah, yeah. it was a while back. Yeah. Sounds like that's what Paul no. does. No, I'm bougie. I sit there. I, this one's going to look good on Instagram. Let's watch Mandalorian. Let's go. <laughs> you know. Hey, I'll tell you what you need to watch next is the Mighty Ducks. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, I saw that Listen, came out. Then that's got to be on one of your guys' uh, reload recommends because the more I've listened to your guys' podcast, uh, uh, it's getting too expensive for me to listen to the podcast <laughs> because I, I swear to God, a couple weeks ago, Joel's talking about New Riff. I go in the store. I'm like, oh, man, I got to get a couple bottles of that. I check it out. Next thing I know, Amazon is sending me some peanut butter powder. I got a toffle <laughs> machine that showed up yesterday. <laughs> uh, I'm glad the recommendation. I'm glad the segment's actually paying off before buying this shit. Yeah, I know. You, guys, you guys need to set up some affiliate links or something on Amazon. I tell you, not only did I get the toffle machine, but I ordered the first two incorrectly because I didn't realize that they have one that's like a little grill, one that's like a little griddle, one that does waffles. So I got three little dash machines because I was like, oh, that one's the wrong one. Let's order another. Yeah, they do. I noticed that the other day, like the, the mini dash waffle makers or whatever, they've got ones that make like heart waffles and little muffins and egg muffins and everything you would think of. So yeah. yeah uh, literally, I was driving back. Uh, I'm, I'm driving back from, I was actually getting my first uh, COVID vaccine a few weeks ago. I'm driving back and you guys are talking about peanut butter powder and i'm like oh that sounds amazing let me check on pp1 two days later my wife is like what the hell is this powder peanut butter it's delicious, like, you gotta try. It's delicious. i gotta put it in my protein shakes it's like protein six when do you have protein shakes? today <laughs> i'm going to now <laughs> that's great dude so speaking of protein let's segue straight into uh you know something we've been talking about on the podcast today is reverse searing um there's lots of different ways people like to approach reverse searing. And we would like to know your preferred method, cut, whatever, that you like to do when you reverse sear a Well, steak. first I have a question, I mean, oh. or, or, or a statement to make. I know you recently got that sexy-looking uh, cotton gin smoker, um, Ooh, and I saw I recently you cooked a big boy tomahawk on there. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, I want to hear about I, that, and also what's your favorite reverse seared? I, I do. So, you know, it's funny. I, you know, I, I started reverse searing maybe maybe about two years ago. Um, it was really the first time I ever really tried it. It was for thicker cuts. I would do it on a, on a big tri-tip or, or get a big picanha steak and try it that way. But at heart, 
I'm a ribeye guy and tomahawk all the way. Yeah. And so traditionally, like when I cook a lot of tomahawks, you know, I've got my daughter, little Jules on the grill, who's 10. And for her, it was like the coolest thing ever to take this steak and just drop it right into a bed of coals and go caveman style with it. I mean, that just literally oh. blew her mind. <laughs> and, what are you doing? And, you know, yeah, so yeah, it's funny because my wife was looking at me like, what are you doing? Why are you ruining our steak? And I'm like, trust me. This <laughs> Shut is your mouth, woman. Well, I'm steak. cooking over here. <laughs> <laughs> and Juliet's like, every time we make a steak, she's like, can I drop it in the fire? I'm like, well, we're, not, <laughs> we're not doing this one now. <laughs> That's great. So, yeah, so we, we did. I mean, we've got, I'm um, ashamed to admit it now because another thing I hear you guys talking about how you're consolidating your cookers and getting rid of the ones. I've got nine sitting in the tiny backyard. I live on a quarter of an acre property in Westchester County, New York, and I've got nine cookers in the backyard. So the last thing I really needed was to get, you know, another cooker, let alone a, a, a humongous drum smoker. But I got to <laughs> tell you, I, I love the thing. Dude, I mean, it, it reminds me of R2D2. I'm not going to lie. It, 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 it is a, it's a, it's got, you know, pipes and all, all kinds of stuff coming off of it. It's very like a, it's like a high tech drum smoker, man. It, it's funny. Like I, you know, it was one of those things where I, I reached out to Matt Messer, the guy that owns cotton gin smokers a couple years ago. I had no idea who he was. He had no idea who I was, but I told him about a fundraiser that I was, that I was trying to run and wanted to know if he would participate. And without hesitation, told him our story. He jumped right in, said, I'm in. And for the last two years, he's been a huge supporter um, for our, our fundraising efforts. And so when it came time to actually, you know, making a purchase and, and getting a drum, like I knew there was nobody I trusted more with the vision than to have these guys do it and and Matt and his team. And so I was watching, you know, we were talking about this on and off for the better part of six months as we're trying to prep this build out. And I'm watching, I'm like, oh, I see you did giant tires on his. I want those. I see you did green on his. I want that. So I was really able to to work with him and his vision. But I yeah, we pimped it out. I mean, there's giant off-road tires. It's hilarious. The thing came with the tires off of it and I go to put them on and it says right on the wheels, not for highway use. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) You gonna put it on like a tow rope and (laughs) get a a hitch on it. a wrangler guy too so i'm gonna tie it right to the back of the jeep take the top and the doors off and we're gonna wheel it into town damn straight brother so your preferred method of verse hearing is bring it up slow um in the cotton gin and then to pull it off there and throw it straight onto the hot bed of coals as your first yeah, for so- your searing when I, when I do it in the in the egg, I'll do it right on the coals. This was my fr- it was actually the second cook that we'd ever done on. on okay, the, uh, I, must, I, I thought I missed that one. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we we did a we did a, a uh, three bone plate of beef ribs a week earlier, and then I said I want to try hanging a tomahawk. I think that would be pretty cool. And huh. again. Jules is like a, a drill. Yeah, let's go. Let's put a hole in the bone. Like mm-hmm. let's hang this sucker. Mm-hmm. So we hung this, you know, thirty-four ounce prime tomahawk right in the middle of the drum until it got to about one hundred and twenty degrees internal, and then it's got this metal baffle plate as the diffuser that sits right on the bottom. So that thing, you know, we opened up the door, opened up the top, let that get scalding hot, and then just dropped it right on sizzle. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll probably play a few more times throwing it right in the coals on the on it next time but this time we did it right on that hot flat surface and i mean the crust on this thing was unbelievable and taken way to the next level i've become addicted to putting magnum on every steak that we cook at this point so it was fantastic yeah man that's what i'm talking about it's because the meth we put inside the bottles that makes it make you make mm-hmm. you like it so much 
Oh, did you switch from crack to meth for this batch? Yes, we did. Oh, very cool. Well, very yes, cool. People were starting to get, you know, little side effects. We had to switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Lose too many teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what, uh, what temp do you like to run that cotton gin at? Cause I know those ones are adjustable to have all the baffles and everything on it. Yeah. So that, you know, it's funny cause I've been you know, cooking on, on eggs for so long. Like I can get that dialed in instantly. So this was a little bit of a experiment for me for the, the you know, the first couple of cooks that we did at it, but we ran it at three fifty. It took about okay. an hour to get it to 120 internal. And then mm. it's got a front door on it to go along with the lid and the front door allows you to you know load more charcoal than if you're doing a low and slow cook and you need to add to yeah. it um like but opening that, that door slick. up mm-hmm. yeah it's it's cool let's when you open the door and it gets more oxygen and that's what got that baffle plate super hot so my guess is by the time we went and seared it it was probably close to you know 500 550 oh cool but i'm sure with that jealous devil you probably don't even have to add any more charcoal <laughs> i mean <Same>. that <laughs> that thing just burns so damn hot but uh, Dude, jealous devil yeah. charcoal. We used it in a wing competition. You know, and we cooked from 8 a.m. to probably 6 p.m. I think it was running six pit barrels and we thought we were going to eight. eight pit barrels. I'm sorry. Eight, eight pit barrels. Yeah. yeah. And we thought we were going to go through so much charcoal. And, you know, at the time it was Tiger that was running jealous devil. And she yep. was like this, these six large bags are going to be enough and we were like oh so we went and had our friend like pick up some extra uh charcoal at the store yeah. and bring it to us at this wing festival and we didn't even blow th- how many like two bags maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> we each had like a bag left over yeah it's <laughs> ridiculous it, we were shocked at how consistent they were for us to we cooked 440 pounds of wings so it, it was awesome but yeah. anyways rabbit hole yeah it was it was great it's good it's good stuff yeah, I don't know if you noticed it, but I mean, I, I've always said to people when they ask me about charcoal, like, I don't notice that much of a difference, right? I mean, charcoal is charcoal. Until I started using the Jealous Devil charcoal, and at that point, it was, that was, like, something clicked. And it's just, it's not even the way that it cooks or how hot it gets or how long it is. Just even looking at it, it's intoxicating. It glows differently than any other charcoal yeah. that I've ever used. I mean, you know? dude, it's, um, so, the... It's you know it's no no secret that jealous devil charcoal is a little bit more expensive than your regular bag of charcoal, but the yep. kicker is is one bag will go be as, as it's lasted will, longer will last you as long as three normal bags. In my yep. opinion, I cooked with some uh, jealous devil briquettes over the weekend. I got a, a little tiny in a in a uh, pit barrel drum smoker, and I used one chimney. The one, uh, you know, small chimney is all I used for an entire tomahawk. And that sucker was still hot three hours later. Yeah. It was a half I basket. That's all it was. I use one of those giant, like, drill gun torches to light my charcoal. So with a, with other charcoals, I'll, it'll spark so much that I've lost shirts. I've lost eyebrow hair because <laughs> of the sparks <laughs> clocking up and, and getting me. But, you know, th- it's just sparks so little that I can get in there with the, the grill gun and, you know, absolutely perfect. All my, all my clothes survive. Right on, man. Well, I, um, I definitely uh, think it's something like the, with going the cowboy method and something that I need to do more often. I've tried it one time, but it's just such a, you know, caveman primal, you know, method. I'm going to be trying that on my next steak for sure. But it's intimidating for sure. Well, I mean, intimidating. Yeah. I used to think when I would go camping or something, be cooking and I drop something in the fire and got ash all over it. I'm like, I'll ruin that one. But you know, back in the day, and you know now it's like yeah throw a sucker right on those coals I man that's that's what it's there for I guess <laughs> 
I mean, a 34 ounce prime tomahawk is not something you want to ruin by dropping it. You know, your, your first thing is, oh, it's going to taste like ash. It's going to get charcoal on it. But I mean, it doesn't because it just sears it so fast. It just locks it in and you don't get that charcoal on it. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, I'm spoiled now. That's the only way that I'll do it. There you go, man. So, all right, buddy. Well, I want everybody to, another reason we brought you on here is we've been following you for some time now and we just love what you're doing with the Poly Strong Foundation. And I wish you would, uh, just to tell all of our listeners right now, you know, about that and how they can get engaged and, um, you know, and help out. Awesome, man. I, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to share, share the story and, and share mm-hmm. what we do. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, you guys have such a fun, upbeat show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to share the story without bringing everybody down, but I think it's important that everybody kind of understands kind of what we went through to get here. So I'll keep it short and sweet. But I mean, if I, if I you rewind back a little over five years ago, it was October 2015. Paulie had just started fifth grade. Paul was our 10-year-old son, started fifth grade, and they were doing um, government, and they were learning about the government we thought this is a great opportunity in September to take him on a family trip to Washington, D.C., uh, end of September, beginning of October. And so we took a family trip down to D.C., and I don't know if you've ever been, but it's a ton of walking. Yeah. And, you know, we walk everywhere from museum to museum to restaurant. And, you know, he was, a, for an active kid, he was super tired. And, you know, everywhere we went, he needed to sit down. And we just chalked it up to, it's it's a walking vacation. This isn't what we're used to. We're normally sitting at the beach when we go away. So, you know, we just chalked it up to that. And we got home, and a few days later, he just felt sick, was mm. white as a ghost. Um, I actually had to fly on a business trip to Toronto and I landed in Toronto. I had to fly out at like six 30 in the morning. I landed in Toronto. My wife called me and she said, um, you know, Paulie fell down in the bathroom. Um, we're rushing him to the hospital. They think he has a ruptured appendix and mm. they took my son to the hospital. They scanned him. They said to my wife, it's not a ruptured appendix. It's a tumor and it's ruptured. And we suggest, we su- highly suggest we transfer him down to Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York City uh, and have the experts look at it. And I mean, I immediately hopped the flight back from Toronto, from the airport, spun around. Of course, there was massive lightning storms in in Toronto that day, and I didn't get home. This all started at like 8 o'clock in the morning. I didn't get home until 11 o'clock at night. And at that point, you know, he was resting comfortably in the hospital. They had deemed that it was a tumor, not a ruptured appendix, and that they were going to send him for testing. And ultimately, he wound up being diagnosed with something called rhabdomyosarcoma, which is a cancer of the soft muscle tissue. A word I had never heard of in my entire life. Um, You know, for us, we didn't even think that kids could get cancer. Like, you hear about it once in a while, but it didn't seem like um, there was very much awareness of it. Um, And so, Paul was diagnosed with this rare cancer that was lodged between his pancreas and his spleen. And they deemed that it was too dangerous to go in there and remove it. um, That, you know, if they did that, he may not survive the surgery. So, they put him on a regimen of 54 weeks of chemo and radiation. And unfortunately, two and a half months into that, we had to undergo an emergency surgery because his tumor ruptured again. And it was the same surgery they were afraid to do two and a half months earlier. Um, And at this point, that tumor, even though he was undergoing uh, chemo, had gone from two centimeters to 22 centimeters and had not shown any signs of slowing down. And they were able to clear the tumor out during the surgery. And then his heart stopped and we lost him during the surgery. And I mean, it was my, mind-numbing and shocking and you know almost six years later we're still in shock by this but 
when Paul was first diagnosed with it, you know, he was such a upbeat, positive, brave little boy. And, you know, his first thing is he had seen other kids get other kinds of illnesses and sick and, and everything was, you know, their name dash strong. Right. So he says, well, dad, why don't we set up like a Paul strong and we'll, we'll create, we'll sell t-shirts. And he's a, he was a Niners fan like his daddy. And the Niners had just come out with their brand new black and red color rush uniforms. And so he picked out and designed his own shirts and we called it, it was hashtag Pauly strong. And his goal was to sell a hundred shirts to raise money for his doctors for research. And um, unfortunately he passed away um, before we hit that number. And, you know, we turned his t-shirt selling dream into a 501c3 nonprofit called the Pauly strong foundation. And you fast forward almost six years later, We've raised one point five million dollars uh, in his honor to to fund childhood cancer research. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, I mean the the big thing that we learned throughout the process, and this is the shocking piece that still scares me: um, only four percent, less than four percent, of all cancer research funding goes to support children. And you know, there's hmm. forty three kids that are diagnosed with cancer in this country every day, and seven of them are going to die. And you never think in a million years that that's going to be your kid until it is. And that hit us hard. Um, and, you know, I've got two little girls, you know, I've got a four, Edie who's now 14 and Juliet who's now 10. Um, you know, they, they didn't know what to do. And as parents, we could have either put our head in the sand and, and just kind of, you know, hidden away. And, um, you know, we, I felt like, and my wife felt like we didn't have that choice. We needed to be strong for them. Yeah. And try and create something positive out of this and try and change the world. So that's what we do. I mean, we, we hold a golf outing every September. We typically have 144 golfers to sell out the course and we do a, a, uh, an online auction which last year we didn't have the golf outing, but we did the auction online and just so many people in the barbecue and cooking community stepped up to both donate things and participate in the auction. That golf outing that sells out that we normally raise a hundred thousand dollars at, we did just the auction last September during COVID and raised $210,000 just <laughs> in that online auction. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's all I can do to think about the fact that if there were other people affected like we were that did the same thing prior to Paulie getting sick, maybe our outcome would be different. Um, but for us right now, it's we need to raise awareness. We need to raise funding for these kids so that they have a chance at a different outcome. So every year we hold that out, that um, that online auction and golf outing. And then uh, every year in honor of Paul's birthday throughout the month of March and April, we do a Pauly Strong Lego drive for the kids in treatment at cancer hospitals because Legos are the number one uh, requested item at a children's cancer hospital because it takes their mind off of their treatments. And these kids have such compromised immune systems that they can't share the Legos amongst one another. So we actually just went live with that. So if anybody ever wants to... Um, you know, participate and check out what we're doing. They can check out polystrong.org and there's a link right on our homepage to uh, Amazon Smile and Legos can be shipped directly to the cancer hospital right from that page. Dude, that is, ah, uh, what, I mean, what a story, man. I mean, I can't fathom the strength that you and your wife and your family had, had, had to have and what everything you guys had to go through. And, you know, I mean, and, and what God's doing through 
you and the strength he instilled into your family and, and the courage he gave you to continue this on and to press for other kids and for other families. Um, it's just, I got goosebumps, you know, I'm holding back tears. It's, it's, it's amazing what you're doing, buddy. And I, I, I thank you for what you're doing for other kids, you know, across this country, man. And we, you know, reload will definitely be, you know, making a contribution and definitely buying some Legos for sure. Um, for, for everybody out there that's listening, y'all need to get on this train. Y'all need to help this foundation out, 100%. So, uh, you know, Paul, we love you, dude. We thank you so much for coming on here. But tell everybody real quick, man, again, tell them how they can find you and then give them all, all the steps for uh, how they can donate and find the Poly Strong Foundation. Sure, sure, absolutely. I, ironically, you know, before all of this happened, I couldn't even make a hamburger. But, you know, <laughs> cook, cooking became my therapy. And, uh, you know, for, for myself and for my, and for my daughter, Juliet, we, we gravitated to outdoor cooking and, and that's become our thing to just, I don't know, just be close to nature and, and feel the, the primal feeling of out there throwing a piece of meat on the fire. And so, you know, that's, we started out with putting a lot of food pictures on our Pauly Strong uh, Instagram account. And I realized that that was quickly becoming too food focused where I wanted to keep it at. Uh, childhood cancer awareness. So yeah. a little under two years ago, we started Big Paul on the grill and, and Little Jules on the grill. And that's where people can follow our, our exploits uh, on the grill for the two of us. And then Pauly Strong, we're at, at Pauly Strong on uh, on Instagram, the Pauly Strong Foundation on Facebook, and then paulystrong.org. And it's, you know, not not everybody can contribute monetarily, but what we're after is just awareness. And so, you know, just spreading the word about the foundation um, and kind of what we're doing is, is all we really ask. I mean, there's so many different ways to participate. We have so many different fundraisers throughout the course of the year. We still have Polly's t-shirts uh, for sale through the polystrong dot, uh, through polystrong.com. And then, like I said, the Lego drive and the golf outing and the auction that we're going to have in September. So there's tons of opportunities for, for everybody to participate. And again, we're just, you know, we're just a small family that uh, has suffered a, a tremendous tragedy and we're just trying to, to turn it around and do something positive to change the world in his honor and all i can think about every day is making that little boy proud amen and that's what we're going to continue to do yeah we you definitely have i want you to keep us in mind too um make, make sure you contact us reload for any of those fundraisers or charities anything like that because we would love to con- contribute or be involved with that but before you go i wanted to ask you about that pocky chip challenge you did we what? didn't talk about that oh, yet. oh yeah, the chip <laughs> wait yeah i want to hear about this tell me about it <laughs> all right so so matt from girl dad grills put up a post on his story one day that just, it was him holding a picture of the Pocky one chip. And he says, you know, anybody down to do this challenge? And I was like, you know what? I'm never one to back down from a challenge. Yeah, I'm in. That's Little right. did I know, you can't find this chip anywhere, right? So I had a buddy of mine who uh, who said, oh, I, you know what? No problem. I got one. Don't worry, I'll send it to you. <laughs> so I was like, all right, there goes my excuse to not being able to find the chip. And so the biggest mistake I made in doing that challenge was watching YouTube videos and watching YouTube videos with my wife and my daughters because they all looked at me like, you're an idiot. Psyched We're going to have to call 911 and you know your stomach can't handle this. And yeah, so we, <laughs> I, I was totally psyched out for it. And we went on Instagram. But live you did it though, bro. Night. 
we did it and you know honestly on camera i held it together as best i possibly could you did. that live went on for a long time but uh i think it burned for days dude really? i, I, I thought you did it like a champ because you ate that so, damn thing and so, you were and you were like you're like you know oh, yeah whatever then you're like yeah i got this not that bad okay okay you know whatever <laughs> so you felt it for days it lingers. It your your like your insides make noises for days. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and Juliet's like, Dad, next time you should do two. I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> so like, there's no re- relief at all. Like for that day, is there? You know, you know, it's it, it dies down. Like it, you hit the initial hit. It's like you get punched in the face as soon as you put this chip in your mouth, and then it, it then dies down. So the burn goes away. And you don't have the burning feeling in your mouth, like the, the hot. It is the hottest thing I've ever eaten. That part goes away, but then your system internally has never had to deal with that sort of madness before. <laughs> and I've eaten a lot of garbage in my life, but yeah, I mean, that was your body hated my intestines you. Were not, my body hated me for like three days. I so. would think it would cause like inflammation because you know, like if you touch the oils from a jalapeno and it kind of like burns on your hands and stuff like that. Like I would mm-hmm. think like. When it's touching the raw, you know, intestinal lining in your stomach, like it would cause some type of local reaction. There's medical stays over here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we wore gloves. I had gloves on just to touch the thing. So, yeah. yeah but j- yeah, needless to say, I wouldn't recommend it. All right. Well, man, dude, we love you, man. We thank you for coming on here. Uh, again, guys, check out uh, the Poly Strong Foundation and um, definitely see in any way you would raise awareness or help out monetarily with that. So Paul, bro, thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so very much. Take care. See you buddy. But love that dude. <laughs> I could talk to him for hours. Yeah, I know. For could, real. <laughs> we're def- we'll definitely be having both of them on again. Yeah. hundred for hundred percent. But all right, well, let's take a break. And on the other side, we're going to wrap his mother up with some ketchup. Y'all stick around. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs> Do you like to cook? Of course you do. And we all know that quality knives and tools are a cook's best friend. That's why we only use the best, Dalstrong. Dalstrong has the highest quality, sexiest knives I've ever laid my hands on. Any knife that you would ever need, they have it. But they don't stop there, guys. At Dalstrong.com, they also carry block sets, aprons, cookware, culinary tools, and even everything you need to maintain a kitchen's best friend. So guys, run. I said run to DowStrong.com and use code ThatReloadPodcast. I said ThatReloadPodcast to save on the finest brand in the game, DowStrong. All right, guys, we have a fantastic episode ahead for you all today. We're going to be talking about reverse sear and all things reverse. we got some great guests that we're uh, going to be talking to and also... Uh, we got to do what we always do, guys. We got to catch up. All right. Well, before we do catch up, I've got something fun um, for us to kind of warm up with. Um, you know how a couple episodes ago we talked about the Missy Elliott song, the I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. And then Matt and Post flipped it around and reversed it, and it sounded hilarious and on point so i in um in lieu of our topic for tonight have a few sentences that i want us all to say and then it'll be a giant present for us whenever we get it flipped in post oh and get to listen to it live mm. on tuesday okay. so all right so i need everybody to say "Ooh, you sniff turkey fat all of us at the same time 
Nope. Do you like want each of us to do one yeah. of these or yeah. everyone at once? So, so, so who's doing this let's one? Let's do Matt. Ooh, you sniff turkey fat. I don't. Well, I guess I've got to edit. <laughs> so if I choose not to put it in, I don't have to. So it's, uh, ooh, you sniff turkey fat. I fear offense to you. <laughs> is that what I'm supposed to say? You're That's supposed to say that. Now, do you want to know what it's supposed to say? Or no, should, okay. well, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll find out in the edit. All right. Um, and this one is fitting for you, Jeremy. Uh, small step for man. Small step for man. And Joel say, break off her thumb. <laughs> Shove it up your ass. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, it's it's. Alright, so okay, 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 okay. So, break off her thumb. Do it faster. Alright, ready, ready, ready. Break off her thumb. Motherfucker. It's okay. All right. So now catch up time. Thank you guys for being good sports. Okay. So I want to catch up real quick. I want to, I've been itching to talk about this. The, I edited the podcast last week and I have felt the pain and fury of Matt Farr. (laughs) After I just put him through this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But no, I mean, it was, um, when we were all in person and using the same microphones, like with Lou, Mm Mm-hmm. The editing was so much easier. I know Joel got off doing that. Like he spent a few hours, but he came out and he was like, I just really enjoyed that. And I like missed doing it. And that was so much fun. And then like, we did this one. It was hell. Jeremy, <laughs> you spent probably eight hours on it. Jeremy, your, your audio sucked. Well, I'm using this beautiful snowball mic from uh, 1994. Um, I don't know, I know what the issue such- is with this. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I have such an appreciation for what Matt does because literally yeah, like, like your audio, for instance, would go from like, hey, this is Jeremy's kitchen white law too. But hey, it's Jeremy's kitchen white Just <laughs> woo, 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 all over the place. So I was just, I was going, I don't have the, uh, the the knowledge that Matt does or the skill set. So I, I mean, I was manually doing everything on cutting it. Anyways, I still enjoyed the edit. It was great. You know, just go, look going back. But my God, that there was, I, I showed you all the, 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 in the winners, all the cuts, all the cuts. I mean, it was hundreds of cuts. I know. And so like, he's probably spent a good eight hours on it and we were adding our ads to it. And then, so I listened to a few of them and I said, Oh, well you really need to like draw out the break music or the ad music as we're finishing up our talking to kind of lead into it. And he's like, I am not moving anything right now. There's so many cuts. I'm going to jack it up. Yeah, it is what it is. So yeah, it's a doing, doing porn on the podcast is always a job. So people don't, realize but we're cutting out like a lot of the lip smacking and all the pauses between us thinking yeah Yeah. so yeah there's a ton of cuts in there Uh yeah i forgot about that too well well, uh with matt being the hero that he is he's never mentioned how bad the audio quality is from this mic i'm using so i went on an ordering spree on amazon (laughs) this week and got a bunch of stuff so we can uh up the audio quality on this end a little bit That's right. Well, when we have our in-person cooks and stuff, it'll be it's, it's going to be no thing but a chicken wing. But yes, so that that'll definitely I think help mass life out a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of yeah. audio equipment on Jeremy's side. Well, yeah, much appreciated. So, anyway, that's my catch up. What about y'all? Well, I know me personally. I have been eyeballing a vehicle. So, <laughs> you guys that know me closely, I hate having a car payment. You know, we haven't had a car payment in years and mm-hmm. we've just talked about, you know, maybe this year or next we're going to get a new car and I've always just had like 
what a huge desire for a obsession. Jeep. Like a Jeep is like my dream car, but I found something else. Now I've not seen it in person, but I think I've found something else that I want instead. A what 20, is it? A 2021 Ford Bronco. Have you seen one in person? No. But I, not the sporty model. I like the ones with like the extended fenders and obviously bigger jacked up tires. Oh, she's and, already she's already mapped this out, guys. She's already yeah. like building the one. The ones online. in person are like the sport models. So they're like the basics. They're a lot smaller, but I don't know why. I've seen one in person and it was one of the basic ones and it looked like a rolling turd. It looked really bad in person. <laughs> Yeah, but but this, was, this was a base model one. There was nothing extra on it, and it just looked dead, like a dead fish. I don't think the real Bronco has even been released yet, has it? It's like just the Bronco Sport so them. far, and just they're, the they're Sport. very different. Yeah. The Bronco Sport's very different from the like the real Bronco that's out. So, so I'm going to text you what I'm basing this off of, and you know I can post it on the uh, podcast page, but this, you know, you can scroll through, check this out. This is basically what I'm saying. And I'm deck it out with Get the mic stuff. girl. Do they have um, two door and four door ones? Or are they all two doors? Like the old yeah. ones, and the doors are removable and, you know, we go camping a lot and you know, this is definitely something that I am eyeballing. Um, it's a giant leap, but we'll see, you know, I definitely got to see it in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now they are doing like custom ordering of them. So, yeah, dude. I, I mean, I'm just ready. I, I, you know, we drive. We like to drive our cars into the damn ground, and um, I, I told her between now and, and next year, I just I want to get a new vehicle, man. I'm tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Have you guys seen uh, the Rivian? Yeah, trucks and SUVs? the electric ones. Yeah, no. Yeah, they're they're all electric. I, I whenever I was up in the middle of the night with Harper when she was first born, it was there was this show. I forget what it's called now, but it's Ewan McGregor and one of his buddies, they drive these electric trucks from like the bottom of South America all the way up to Los Angeles. Wow. Uh, oh, no, no, no. They are driving electric Harleys, but their production crew is in the Rivians. Okay. And I think like my goal would be to keep the Tundra long enough to be able to like my next vehicle to be fully electric. And those things are pretty sharp. Um, that series with Ewan McGregor and his buddy, they have a bunch of different of those series. And I've watched the two, they ride motorcycles literally all around the entire world. Like they take ships across Siberia and then ride it through the United States and all of Europe and stuff. And they do like one from like the highest point in England, all the way to like the Southern, most Southern point of like, um, of Africa or something. It's it's absolutely insane. I think it's called, I think this one was long way up. They've done long way around and long way down as well. Mm hmm. Yeah. Must be not must be nice. Just uh yeah. ride your bikes around the world. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah. That's my rabbit hole for this one. Sorry. Back to stage. Yeah, speaking Bronco. of rides, um, congratulations, Matt. You are now officially a part of the Grill and Pillow squad. Oh Grill yeah, and Pedos. Yeah. That's right. We, we need to do a ride together sometime. But we do. It's, a, it's a lot harder than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, those dude, classes are intense. I mean, like they are excellent, excellent full body workouts. Yeah, I uh, I I did like a day of yard work and then got on and saw like a 20 minute ride. And I was like, oh, I'll just do a short one because it'll be easier. (laughs) I could not walk the next morning when I got out of bed. I actually haven't been on since then. And that's been over a week ago. So (laughs) I need to. You got to get back on. You got my dad, dude. He used to be a huge water skier back back when I was a kid. I mean, I mean he did like a competition style and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, slalom skiing and whatnot. And he always said, 
you know, after you have a hard day of skiing or, or, or whatnot, that you got to mm-hmm. go back out, go back out the next day and work the soreness out. Mm-hmm. He says, and you'll be way less sore than you would be if you were to just, you know, take a week off or, or whatnot. Yeah. Now, when you guys go on one of like your, uh, your group, uh, pedo rides and stuff, um, <clears throat> do you have like a virtual neighborhood you can ride through? That's not within like a thousand yards of a playground or school, um, in the app. Um, is that how that works or? Yeah, there's grids. It's oh, grid okay, okay, okay. Yeah. See it on the, see so it on you don't map. get too close to yeah. the schools. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You, you know, this is the no, no. Yeah, yeah. Just making sure. Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy, how's the jump rope going? I'm very curious. I do it when I'm doing, so I do, um, I usually lift once a week and then I'll do like jump ropes between sets, but um, it's been raining a lot. So I haven't been like doing it outside of like the garage. Yeah. I would think you would need like a lot of clearance with as tall as you are and flipping that rope. <laughs> you can't just do it. I need a good 10, 12 feet of clearance. My garage has like the uh, 10 foot tall ceilings in it. Cause it has like the big bay doors. So your garage is badass. It's, That's it's big. I love your garage. It's like a, it's like a life goal of mine to have one like that. Um, yeah, but it's, it's a rope. You jump it, and then you jump it again. You know, <laughs> just skip hopping and jump away. <laughs> yeah, what so, else do we have to talk about? What I else? Don't, do I don't fun? know. So Shit. something that I heard on the radio the other day, and I want to try it. And I know I would like you guys to try it. Of course, we're not in person right now, so we can't. But next time we're together, um, there is a world record for drinking a Capri Sun. So yeah. not just drinking it; like you actually have to pull the straw off you know, unsheath it, stab it in and drink it. So, you know, whenever you do like a a world record, there has to be like an actual person Mm -hmm. there to verify and all of that. So I know that there's people out there that can beat this because it just seems so simple. It's 16.65 seconds. What? To unsheath it, stab it in and drink the entirety of the Capri Sun. I I thought you were going to say like one second or something like no, sixteen is horrible. Sixteen points, and no. it's a British man that has done it. Now there are people on the internet that have like recorded themselves, and they're like, "Look, I can do it faster. I can do it faster." But that is the world record for it. Yeah, so you have to take, grab it, rip the straw off the back, take the plastic off, put it into the pouch, and then suck the juice out using the straw. So what I think we oh, should do? Oh, you can't squeeze the pouch. You can squeeze it, yeah. That well, means- I don't know if you can squeeze it. We need to look into that. I don't oh. know. Because like, I think the, you could um, like form a suction over the hole with the straw in the hole and just squeeze the whole thing into your mouth. Well, when I saw them do it we'll on do the radio, action. he was just <laughs> drinking it with a straw. Like he was not like actually squeezing He's it out. So casually drinking not- it. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I think we ah. should video it. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, Let's totally. video our attempts. We can make up a little hashtag and then see if anybody else wants to join I'm us. I'm sorry. I think I, I think I can beat this. I'm giving myself 13 seconds. 13 seconds I can do it. I think if this got competitive. If, that's, if I, that's if I can't squeeze. If I can squeeze, seven seconds. Yeah, I would think like sub five seconds. Like if someone practiced this like a bunch and stuff, like that should be like not hard to beat. All right. We got to do it. I don't know. I think that'd be kind of cool. We can video it and stuff. Okay. Well, I believe that's it. We done catch it up. Oh, you guys have anything else? No, they're boring. That's good. Yeah. I'm boring. What about you, Jeremy? What have you been up to? Anything good? Absolutely nothing. Just been sitting here uh, collecting Instagram views. Um, I have a uh, a reel that has gone a little bit viral. Um, I think while we're recording this, it's at about 620,000 views. And wow. um, 
I, I found the key to Instagram, guys. Um, just have all your posts go viral. Um, you'll grow like crazy. Uh, that's it. <laughs> that's so amazing. Yeah. So which one is this? I don't know if I've seen it. It's a, is this the T-Bone? Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it. The, it's T-bone a T-Bone one. one. Um, it's nothing special. I almost didn't post it, which that's I think that's what most people say about like their posts that go like the most viral is like, I wasn't even going to yeah. post this because I didn't like it. And then like, you know, millions of views or whatever. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's just me slicing a T-Bone, cutting it, and then showing you the inside. And uh, people just freak the f out they're like it's raw your knuckles are ugly right. your st- your <laughs> knife is your dull um <laughs> i mean just they've talked about your knuckles yeah i was uh, joel's talked about your knuckles i was screenshotting replies and sending them to to you to, to our private group the other day uh because they were in like spanish and they were pretty funny to translate um a guy was either calling me a son of a whore or a son of a bitch um because of the the, the doneness of the steak uh it, it's pretty hilarious um, and the funny part is like every time I see a nasty comment, it's like within the next five minutes, I'll get like five or six follows. Like, it's really funny how that works. So I'm like, how do they think that's them. raw? It, it's we're watching it right now. Yeah. And it's, it's perfect. It's, it's, if you like, a, if, if you like, a, you ugly, you knuckles ugly, bitch. Yeah. You, knuckle, you ugly knuckles, son of a bitch. Oh, is that what somebody said? Oh yeah. There's like, uh, there's uh, as of right now, I think was there 220 comments or something on there. And like, I stopped, I didn't respond to any of these comments cause they started off kind of negative. So I was just like, I'm gonna leave this one alone. And people just comment all sort of stuff. They're like, take that to the vet. It can be revived. Um, I mean, they're just like, <laughs> feed it a little grass, and give it a band-aid, it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, no, I can't stop on whether your knuckles are ugly. Oh, it says if you take him to the vet, I, maybe you I, can still save him. <laughs> no, Jeremy, look, Jeremy's a hard-working son of a bee, you know what I'm saying? And, and it, he's got some rowdy knuckles. I would never want to be punched by Jeremy's fist ever yeah, for, because I, I feel my face would just crumble. For those of you who don't but, know at um, home, uh, uh, I work on my knees for a living. So my hands are quite rough, you know? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but there's a lot of knuckle comments, uh, dull knife comments, uh, it's raw comments. And um, over the past five days, I've had about 700 extra follows. Uh, from what I would normally have. So, Dang. I mean, that's someone, it's worth it. Someone said, can someone tell me why it's red? <laughs> <laughs> this person, there's a good chance of non that shit's not safe. <laughs> what the heck? These people don't have pallets? What the hell? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I almost sent you guys this one. Someone always go, someone the other day went, uh, nah, I'm, I'm not going to eat that. Uh, I don't want to catch salmon vanilla they don't want to catch salmon <laughs> vanilla that's literally what they wrote out um absolutely hilarious i love it yeah let's trust their opinion yes. okay on food that's like seasoning one side of the tomahawk come on man yeah i mean of course you only season one side you know but wash yeah. your hands bro <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to be this popular. My hands to this <laughs> post are what nerds are to Maisie's post. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, Should've the more popular bit the cow. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Jeremy, the more popular you get, the more we need to maybe introduce a segment on what you know the shit people say to Jeremy on Instagram. Have you seen those videos that are like on TikTok and it's like if you made your um, TikTok videos or or your comments into inspirational quotes and they put like a lovely picture of like the mountains and then you know you could put on there like wash your hands bro and they get look like an inspirational and they do like slides and slides and slides of the most ridiculous comments on their videos like 
that knife needs to get sharp. You know, like get sharp. That's so not true. Get sharp, bro. Um, because I'm 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 cutting the uh, the steak off the bone, so uh, you you know you kind of want to work it in there real slow, <laughs> so you get all the meat off there. You know, you're not just slicing through it. Um, so I'm guessing that's where they're because I'm moving slowly. So I'm guessing that's where they're like, it's not sharp. <laughs> Matt's giggling Should've over just here. I'm sorry. I just I'm reading the comments and they're so funny. This one guy, why yo knuckles so dirty? <laughs> <laughs> this one looks burnt. Did you drop it in dirt? Um. Oh, I think there's a few there where people are like, "Where's the fillet? Where's the fillet?" And I'm like, "It's it's a T-bone. There there it's is no fillet." Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay. Mm. I think a lot of people there's misconceptions a lot between the T-bone and the porterhouse. Just saying. Yeah. But hey, but and then there's are your also even dirty. I they're callous. They're calluses. Um, <laughs> I think in states. Is anybody looking at your hands? I don't know. They, 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 they watch it 20, 30 times in a row and they, they get bored watching the steak and watch my hands. I don't know. <laughs> a good vet would revive that. Yeah. Um, Stacy, I think in other countries they have different names for the different cuts. So me saying T-bone is not the same thing as like T-bone in like Spain or something. So I think that's where that's some true. confusion comes in because inter- uh, Instagram is an international platform. So I've had that conversation with people before too. There you go. <laughs> That's great. I can't believe we almost didn't talk about that, Jeremy. Almost, man. I'm glad we brought that. Was, that was good. Almost, almost. It's still growing, so we'll see what happens by the time this podcast airs. Who knows? y'all welcome to another episode of that reload podcast i'm your host joel owner of reload sitting across from me is jeremy the kitchen white law Meh. next to him is our pit master and producer mr matt Farr. levels levels and last but not least the sweet and sassy sometimes salty miss stacy hey guys all right okay three two one that gummit this is hard <laughs> Three. <laughs> You're not getting as far as you usually get. You usually get a couple words at least. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. And reverse it. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. That's right, guys. We got a great episode. What re- fuck? <laughs> we knew this was gonna be a problem. <laughs> Do you watch hot ones? The YouTube series? I've no, heard about it. I've watched it a few times, it but I'm not into no. it. Uh, never mind. There's there's one sauce that they've they've kept through the lineup every time they change the sauces out called De Bomb that everybody like starts coughing whenever they eat it. I've tried it before. It's pretty terrible. I bought when I was in high school. I bought mm-hmm. a bottle of De Bomb from the Gat- <laughs> Gatlinburg sauce place <laughs> yes. up there. I it's took so it on. Bad. Oh, it was horrible. I took it on Did a church. Tastes bad too. Like. There's ah. no redeeming quality to it. Yeah, it's oh, just that, that sucks. It's just it's like eating shit. rust. Yeah, Ugh. that's exactly like it's it's metal tasting. Yeah, yeah. But um, this freaking mm. I was we went on a church trip and there was you know got met all these girls and stuff and the uh, this one guy was big you know cocky asshole and so I we were just all hanging out you know and I I brought it out and I was like check this out guys and they were he and I was like dude this stuff's hot and he was like. He's like, that, that ain't hot. I can take anything. 
And then uh, I said, it's really bad. He goes, well, you do it then. So I took a Cheeto and I put it on a Cheeto and ate it. Well, I kept my face straight. Cheeto always works its way into a story. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's always a Cheeto. I, put, I dipped it on a Cheeto and I ate it. And, you know, and I was like, mm, see, it's not bad. You know, I mean, I mean, it's, it's hot. And uh, he grabs it and swigs it straight face. Oh, no. He went boom, boom, like that. I'm like, ah, before I could even grab it. Dude, he was putting his face against the AC unit, water, anything he could do, man. He was, I mean, his, his lips blistered up, dude. It was bad. I bet. Ooh. I bet. It's, it's rough. Really That's small world. I, ha- I have a whole box of hot sauces some random company sent me from Australia. I guess they're real big over there. And like... Their really hot one is called like shit the bed, and then they have one that's like even hotter than that. And like, um, so if you, if you guys want to try them or something, we can. We, this we can I just wrote down hot sauce episode. That would be a great episode. Yeah. Just trying different hot ones sauce. that are good and ones that are just ridiculous. We could try the, like the whole Hoff lineup and stuff. Like, yeah, we'll just have a g- g- everybody gets a gallon of milk. <laughs> 